When witches go riding and black cats are seen, the moon laughs and whispers, "'Tis near Halloween." If you like to learn, but lack enough time, to locate the reason or translate the rhyme, with magical knowledge from ancient tomes on the shelf, I bring Halloween topics to geek thyself. Hello everyone, I'm Heather and I'll be your host for this podcast. Halloween is my favorite holiday and my favorite spooky time of the year. So park your broom at the door and listen for a spell as I brew up some Halloween topics for this week and the rest of October. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Geek Thyself in the spookiest month of the year. Yes. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Halloween month here at Geek Thyself. So, Russ and I both like Halloween. We do. <laughs> we both very much like Halloween. I am a big fan of Halloween movies and scary movies and that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. just anything in that kind of genre in general, like we've already talked about murder cases and all that kind of thing, so mm -hmm. we're both kind of <laughs> spooky people, and it's fine. Yeah, there's it's not like we're it. talking right into your ear right now, and we can make you do whatever we want. It's not we can't do that. No, not yet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're both very into Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least into the spirit of Halloween and that's what this episode's going to be about we're going to talk about Halloween traditions of the UK and the US and I have a feeling that the US section is going to be a little larger but that's okay <laughs> well um, yeah because last year when I did when I was by myself doing Geek Day Self one of the Halloween episodes I talked about was the history of Halloween and I, I, I touched on Halloweens around the world a little bit. And one thing that I found that I thought was interesting is that the U.S. Halloween, our idea of yes. Halloween is actually, in a, not surprisingly considering our country is the same way, is an amalgamation of various different traditions. Um, and, and specifically, a lot of the origination of them comes from Western Europe and like Ireland and um, the Romans and things like that and uh, you know changed slightly but it came over with immigrants from that region because they wanted to celebrate their Halloween and it got changed slightly from what it originally was trick-or-treating definitely was not always as benign as it is now <laughs> and um, became the Halloween we know today but it in my research, um, the Church of England didn't like Halloween. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not as, or, or at least at the time, it's not as a big or as sort of widely celebrated, I guess, is what you say. Mm -hmm. But you guys have a, um, a holiday that's celebrated not too far after, which is Guy Fawkes Day. Yes, uh, the 5th of November, yes. when we basically celebrate the foiling 
of a plot where a man wanted to blow up the House of Parliament mm-hmm. and got caught. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, that's what we celebrate, um, which is basically a night of bonfires, whether we you do one in your own home or you go to a, a larger area which has much more space to do a bigger bonfire well like we uh, we actually went to one of those last year just because it was easier and my mum had just made the grass uh, like look nice so we, we weren't setting it on fire <laughs> um, so yeah and then there's fireworks and stuff which fireworks for you tend to be used more on the 4th of July mm-hmm. that's very um, true I don't know if they used it any other time in the year for the year for America. I don't know. But. The the main time is Fourth of July. They also get used at New Year's quite often, depending on okay, where yeah. you're at. Yeah, everyone in everyone tends to use them at New Year's as well. Yeah, and then if you're in an area that has a large Asian population, whether it's Chinese American or Japanese American or whatever, it's very likely that you will also have fireworks going off at the Asian New Year. Yeah, in February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually February. Sometimes it's January or March. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it varied. It's Yeah, it's because it's based on the lunar cycle. Oh. So the lunar cycle doesn't match up with the 365 Gregorian calendar no, here. No, it wouldn't, would it? So it varies a little. Like the year I was born, um, my birthday is early enough in February that I technically was born in 1984, not 1985, if you go by the Asian calendar. Okay, but do oh, that's that's gonna be really confusing. It makes it it makes zodiacs a little confusing. I tend to lean towards the one that is based off of the Asian calendar for that. Okay, it fits me a little better. That's really interesting. I have I have the same kind of issue, uh, although less less big um, with me being born on the crossover day between Aquarius and Pisces. Mm-hmm. Because depending on which one you read, sometimes you're included in one and sometimes you're included in the other. Absolutely. Um, I don't really read them too much, but when I do read them, that can definitely happen. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we tend to use fireworks more on the 5th of November and Guy Fawkes Day. Because we can't all have just nice things and do it on the day we're supposed to, there's always a lead up of fireworks and there's always fireworks afterwards, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing for the 4th of July as well. Quite often. That sounds like it annoys you. Well, so here's the thing. It's frustrating as a pet owner. And I imagine it's also frustrating for people with children who are afraid of the sound of fireworks. Because what often happens is that the big fireworks and stuff are only July 4th, but leading up to then, people will do uh, firecrackers and stuff. Or sometimes they'll buy smaller fireworks from one of the stands if they're in an area that they're allowed and set those off. Um, my dog is scared of thunder. So every time someone sets off fireworks, my almost 90 no almost 80 pound husky gets very very anxious and wants to basically glue himself to my side or my husband's if if there's one day fourth of july and we know it's coming we can prepare for it 
if people are setting off random fireworks, we're just, there's nothing we can do. Like, we, we never know when it's going to come, and we don't want to just give him drugs for a whole week. So... No, that makes total sense, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, so, we... So, why don't we start with the American traditions? Because I feel like that's more interesting, honestly, than, <laughs> than the, the UK ones, because obviously we talked a little bit about that. So, what is Halloween in America? Like, what happens? Because obviously I was there, but not there at that time, so... Mm-hmm. So traditionally uh halloween in america was basically based off of uh, celebration traditions from immigrants that came from um places like ireland and um scotland and some parts of western europe that celebrated something similar it's uh the main traditions at halloween are as of present because I've already done the history of. So present Halloween traditions, one, of course, is trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating is a huge Halloween tradition. For anyone who's listening from a different country and has never celebrated Halloween because it's not something you have in your country, or at least not regularly have in your country, Halloween is um, held on October 31st. It's also referred to as All Hallows' Eve. And what happens is children go door to door with they're dressed up in costume and they have bags and they collect candy they knock on your door they ring the bell you answer the door and these little kids dressed up in adorable costumes go trick-or-treat and ask for candy Um, and then you throw an egg in their face no (laughs) (laughs) but they they ask for a trick or a treat (laughs) No, the the idea behind the co- the saying trick or treat is that if you don't give them a trick, they're going or give you them a treat, they're going to give you a trick. Uh. So, uh, this this is kind of back to the history episode, which is still up and available if anyone wants to go listen to it. But um, when it first came over to the U.S., when these kids would go say trick or treat, a lot of people didn't like it because the kids would actually do tricks. Like, if the people didn't give them candy or a treat of some kind, they'd throw flour in their faces or something, you know, something relatively benign usually, but some kind of trick. So it was actually a thing where, you know, people didn't like trick-or-treating. And also there was the idea, especially in the 50s, people didn't like the idea of trick-or-treating because it was like having your kid go begging was how people saw it, because you were going door-to-door and asking for candy. I could definitely see that, yeah. yeah. And then there's the big worry of... Okay, like, because every time I see something about, like, America, like Halloween in any kind of American TV show, there's always a razor blade and an apple. <laughs> or a razor blade uh, and a candy. Is that an uh, actual thing? Okay, so that is a thing where... I haven't done tons of research into that specifically, so I'd have to look it up to say definitively whether or not it's ever happened. But it's one of those things where it's it's sort of like the urban legend. Like, be careful what treats you take from someone and be careful if you yeah. eat them because there, people might hide something in it. Sure, and I mean, sense. to a certain extent, I'm sure there is some truth to it. Like, there probably are people out there who will do 
bad things to the candy or put something in it that could hurt a kid unfortunately just because there's people out there who have issues like that and would not care um, I do know that in my own experience my parents wouldn't let us keep any candy that could be easily opened and rewrapped so like any of those hard candies where you pull the cellophane plastic off or something anything yeah like they twist and yeah. then they unroll yeah I get yeah. you anything like that we weren't allowed to keep after we went trick-or-treating oh, really? because of the risk that someone could potentially have unwrapped it partly, put something on the candy, and then rewrapped it. Okay, so would that mean that you wouldn't be allowed like, to keep open candy? Right. Like, okay, uh, because just a little bit in the thing, like in the in the UK, like especially in the area that I was in, sometimes there were just individual like bits of like rock candy and stuff like that just open so that's very different yeah no we weren't allowed to keep to keep we wouldn't have been allowed to keep those and like the homemade stuff unless we knew whose house it had come from we wouldn't like if one of our neighbors made something homemade and was handing out popcorn balls we were allowed to keep that and eat it if we wanted to but we weren't allowed to keep anything like that from people we didn't like know just because you you can't guarantee they nothing weird was going on with it now that being said i grew up in a very safe neighborhood in san jose so the chances of anything creepy or crazy happening were very very slim but it it is something that american parents worry about because you hear horror stories of my kid bit into an apple and got a razor blade or you know you hear horror stories online about someone put something in the candy they handed out kind of thing so yes, because but of most that, of them are old, are, are, are wives' tales basically, or like cautionary tales. In my ex, you think in my experience, yeah. personal experience, because like I said, I haven't done tons of research into this specific topic, but in in my personal experience, they are mostly urban legends. Now, I'm sure that somewhere out there, there is potentially a person who did have this happen to them, because it's not impossible. It's it's a very it is something that could physically be done. Um, I've just don't, I've never personally heard of a story where it actually happened. And then the other one that came up recently a few years ago was the killer clowns. Oh, I remember that. Like, uh, like 20, that's a couple years ago now. Yeah. Oh, wow. It feels like, it feels like it was like yesterday. Yeah. There was this thing about people dressed up as clowns going out and trying to attack people. That was in the UK too. Yeah, and it happened um, close to Halloween. So then, of course, a lot of people were like, oh, let's be killer clowns for Halloween, which, yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Ridiculous. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay, so, Um, so, yeah, yeah. generally, for trick-or-treating, it's a thing uh, Mm -hmm. in the UK. It does happen. We're not as protective about candy, apparently, but, yeah, because literally some people used to, like, bake like little candy things, like more like cakes uh, than candies, mm-hmm. but still they were just open, and I remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, over here in the U.S., that house would be the house where like all the parents are like, "You, you have to throw that away. <laughs> Don't eat that." <laughs> no, okay, that makes yeah. I mean, it it makes sense from a sort of safety perspective. I totally get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, another big tradition over here, of course, is the costuming. 
everyone gets dressed up in costumes and there's varying degrees of costumes. Um, there's also uh, quite often Halloween parties. And yeah. these vary in size and complexity and craziness depending on your friend group and what you're going to play and who, you know, what you guys want to do. Um, there's also, you know, you see in TV, I'm sure, um, over there, a lot of depictions in U.S. shows of, like, the crazy drunken Halloween parties where everyone's wearing oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the really, really skimpy, almost non-existent uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, costumes, yeah. Def- yeah. I've definitely seen that. I've definitely also seen those for sale and mm-hmm. have never been more mm-hmm. disappointed <laughs> in seeing oh, those sort of things for sale. But Some of the, the quote-unquote sexy Halloween costumes are so incredibly, incredibly ridiculous. Um, I, I've, I've seen some online where it's like, be a sexy... I don't know, even know. They're just so ridiculous. It's, the, sexy the, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's crazy things like be a sexy yeah. SpongeBob. And it's basically booty shorts that barely cover your butt and suspenders and like a crop top that basically is a sports bra. You know, like it's things like that. And you'll see, you know, a sexy every, if you can think of a profession, they've come up with a sexy costume for it. Sexy nurses, sexy doctors, sexy firefighters, sexy police officers. And all of them are usually very, very tight, very, very short and very, very low cut. And depending on like sexy lumberjack, for instance, probably if you look at, find a picture online, it's probably a woman in pigtails with a plaid crop top shirt on that's like tied at the waist or something and some like cut off booty short jean looking shorts, boots, and a fake axe. Like I can almost guarantee you that exists somewhere. Did you just look it up? Uh, <laughs> I may have done that. Yeah. Um, how, cl- how close am I? <laughs> <laughs> Harrowingly close, I think, is the way I'm going to describe that. No pigtails, though, I've got to mm, say. I can't okay. see any pigtails. Oh, no, there's one with pigtails. I tell a lie. Yep. Oh, dear. Okay, that's that's harrowingly close. Yeah, and, I mean, a lot mm. of the depictions will be the same. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, the police officer and firefighter ones. I've seen I've seen them crop top and skirt style, and I've also seen them just big dress like a one piece dress style. They're always skin tight, so short that you almost can't wear under with it underwear with it, but then you risk showing something else. And um, usually they zip up the front so that you can unzip it as low as you want it to go. There's usually some kind of hat, um, and um, the women are almost always wearing heels cop is usually playing with her handcuffs the firefighter usually is playing with like the strap the suspender straps or something like it's just there's so many stereotypical oh my you are so on the money with all the... <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's one that's playing with their with their um with their handcuffs and that is that is a sh- that's a way too short dress <laughs> And it even zips up on the front. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
I'm I'm so sad how close I'm able to get on these descriptions because that All tells right. you something about the Halloween costume industry over here for women, adult women. Oh. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Well, on that kind of depressing note, we're already twenty <laughs> minutes in, so I guess we'll I guess we'll go to the mid roll. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm just sad now. All right. Okay. We'll be back with more depressing Halloween facts <laughs> after the break. So, welcome to this month's, uh, or to this week's spooky mid-roll. Ooh, so spooky. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the Nerdsmith Network. Um, so we want to talk first about our wonderful sponsors who are not spooky they're fantastic people although they probably have some spooky worlds somewhere on their site and that is worldanvil.com it's it's an amazing website uh, that has a wonderful wonderful setup it's a world building and campaign management tool they've actually won an any for being a uh, fantastic campaign management tool and basically what you can do is build your world and create links between different characters and different places. You can create maps. They have a free uh, version that you can sign up for where you don't get all of the special abilities and tools, but you get a lot. And then of course yes. there's different tiers that you can sign up for. But worldanvil.com, they're an amazing website and you should definitely go check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sponsoring the spookiest network on the internet. That's not a guarantee. Uh, is uh, Die Hard Dice. Uh, Die Hard Dice create amazing spooky and non-spooky dice. I'm sure they have spooky colored dice. Oh yeah, they they've do. got the, the yeah they've got the really nice purple. They just released moonstone. Blight. Yes, they did just bl- release Blight. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of the Spellbinder series with the dual colors, and they have mm-hmm. other dual colors. Um, they have one for vampires in Royal, which is red and purple. There's a lot of options if you're into the spookier side of things, or if you're just into the regular side of things, you can find beautiful, beautiful dice there, along with great accessories like their Scroll of Rolling, which is a portable rolling mat with enough uh, space to hold, I think it's 15 dice, which is like two sets and then an extra d20, because mm-hmm. who doesn't love an extra d20? Right. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. So yeah, the, their dice are beautiful, I have not used another I've not used other dice in about a year now because they're just ridiculously awesome and I've not found better ones so yeah if you want to check them out and if you find anything you like you can use the code GeekThyself for 15% off your first order that's one five 15% off your first order or next order I should say because you, whatever which one it is it's fine because they're that awesome so yeah if you want to mm-hmm. roll with the best just go to dieharddice.com and in, then you too can have the wonderful clickety clackety math rocks. Clicky clackies math rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so, and with that all said, let's get back into the spookiest Halloween episode of the week. Because the night <laughs> one, there might be more spooks later. <laughs> Very possible. Right, so. Welcome back. We did the spoopy uh, in, mm-hmm. uh, intro, outro, mid-roll thing. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and yeah, we've 
talked about fireworks and trick-or-treating and dressing up and being a bit depressed by it but it's fine and Halloween <laughs> parties as well um, Halloween parties uh, I didn't really mention them much in the UK because uh, we kind of glossed over them a little bit when we got into the costumes uh, but they're mm-hmm. not really a big thing here or if they ever were I wasn't the kid who got invited to them <laughs> Um, um, so that's just not really my thing um, I assume that they probably do happen and like older people have, a, have them I know that when I was at uni that the club uh, put on a Halloween night towards mm. Halloween whatever Thursday was closest to it uh, I know that happened but it still wasn't the sort of thing that I was interested in so yeah it's it, it, it happens but it's I don't think it's as quite as a big thing it maybe is in the US, but to be fair, the, yeah. uh, the US takes any excuse to party, from what I've seen. I mean, that honestly is true, but I also feel like, especially given the history of it, since the Church of England for a long time didn't didn't allow cel- the celebration of Halloween, um, whereas a lot of the immigrants who came from countries around the UK and Western Europe that did celebrate Halloween ended up coming to America and bringing it with them. That it's just more of a tradition over here, period, than it than it is um, over there for you. And then also, I do know, um, like you said, it's just it's bigger here, and like so mm-hmm. many things in the U.S. versus the U.K., it's a little more over the top. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> from what I've seen, anyway, it seems like it's mm-hmm. always a big deal. Um, like. Um, just from what you see in TV and on the news sometimes about about mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Yeah, it uh, just seems bigger in general, which isn't necessarily a yeah. bad thing. No, it definitely is. And I, in terms of parties, I mean, there's a lot of variations to the Halloween parties. Uh-huh. Um, like, I, like I, feel like, I feel like that does lean into the whole, like you mentioned, that there, you don't hear a lot about uh, Halloween parties over in England. And I feel like they're very much a thing over here. Um, especially among larger friend groups. Like in college, my friends and I always had a Halloween party. Um, But there's different ways you can do it. And, uh, you know, like there's the big Halloween party that you see in TV where everybody's getting drunk and everyone's wearing tiny, tiny, tiny costumes. And then there's also um, the versions where it's, you know, a bunch of parents and their kids and the parents are trying to figure out ways to make snack food spooky. So, like, they peel grapes to be eyeballs, and they uh, make spaghetti and put it in a bowl, and you have to, like, reach your hand in, and it's worms. Or um, they have this thing called a... I've seen these, and this is... It's so gross, but it's funny at the same time. But, like, um, a litter box cake... Oh no! I don't like the na- I don't like the name. <laughs> yeah, like they'll people will make like cakes like that that are supposed to be gross or or spooky. So that it basically they'll take like a chocolate cake or something and you put like uh, the larger crystal sugars and things on top of it to make it look like litter, and then you put like tootsie rolls into the cake frosting. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So I, no, there's I, nothing I, in it that's I mean, actually inedible. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't know what a toasty roll is, though. Oh, it's um, it's a chewy, almost taffy-like candy. Um, sure. It's a chocolate flavor, mm-hmm. and it's brown. 
So, yeah, I get it. It's supposed to look like poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I'd never actually... I've, I've heard of a Tootsie Roll, but I've never actually seen one. So, okay, just on so a we, weird note. We have to fix that the next time you come to the U.S. then. Apparently, um, yes. <laughs> they're not, like, earth-shattering, but they are something where I think everyone should experience at least once. Fair enough. I, I, will, I will happily try a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> You know what they kind of remind me of? And I, I mm. cannot remember what they're called right now. But they kind of remind me of those little, um, almost chewy... They're like chewy. They're not quite taffy chewy. But they, they're little tiny rolls that are like this big. And they're little round rolls that come wrapped in um, colorful paper. Uh, like fruit wind-ups? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because uh, we have those, like, like where like it's wrapped up and then you unwrap it and then you peel it away from the paper. Mm, kind no. of. I'll, I'll no. To find a, I'll no? find a picture for you later because this isn't relevant to this topic. <laughs> Not particularly, um, but it's fine. No, I mean, it's candy. It's we're, we're talking about Halloween, you know. That's it's, true. It's I can find you a picture and show uh, send you what I'm talking about because I can't yes. remember what they're called. That's um, fine. But um, uh, that's a Tootsie Roll. And another type of, you know, they'll make desserts like a dirt cake. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a chocolate cake and you, you put like crumbled Oreos on top. Yeah, and sure. you, you Makes sense. bury gummy worms in it oh. and they're like sticking out at weird angles. So people will make, you know, weird and interesting desserts like that. Or they'll, um, you know, they'll use like colored marshmallows to make rice crispy treats and stuff like that or or add food coloring and things a lot there's a lot of black and orange and purples yep that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, the the next thing that's on my kind of list uh, for discussion is general decorations <laughs> i don't like again i think america's could be beat us in this category but what kind of decorations are commonplace to see around halloween okay so commonplace decorations i would say the number one that you see like everywhere is the fake spider webs oh yeah definitely that's a that's a huge one because you can buy them they're super cheap it's just like you just stretch it and play with it and spread it all over the front yard so that's definitely high up on the list um, and I, I would also say things that are ghost related. So there's, there's variations of that. Like it, sometimes it's the like garbage bag that you filled partly with leaves or something and you're hanging it, just hanging it by a rope from the tree. Other times it's like the fancy ones you buy from the Halloween store that move around and make noise. Um, there's also a lot of witch stuff. One thing that's become popular over the last few years is um, there's things you can put like around a tree that are supposed to look like a witch splatted into the front of your tree. Oh yeah, okay. Um, a lot signs mm-hmm. um, that say various spooky things. Gravestones, styrofoam sure. gravestones. People will put those in the yard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on if you're just doing general decorations or if you're trying to do like a haunted house type of situation. Sure. Because anyone who goes for the haunted house type of situation usually is also going to have some kind of spooky lights that lead up to the door. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's a lot of motion sensor things. Yes. So like skulls that you can put along the path that as you walk past them, they start talking at you and cackling at you and things like that. Yeah. I think. Sense. 
those are some probably some of the most common. Yeah, uh, the only one that you sort of didn't mention, uh, so it might not be a very popular thing, is pumpkin pumpkins. Oh I, yeah, I I was thinking of jack o' lanterns as a separate, but yeah, they are technically decoration. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, uh, we don't really call them jack o' lanterns too much. Uh, we just carve pumpkins. Um, I get that they are called jack o' lanterns, but I was wondering if they were actually all that common over there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah car- uh, carving pumpkins uh, is definitely a Halloween tradition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next sort of question is, how many sort of like in like in like a, I don't know like in a block like is everyone do, doing decorations or is it sporadic or is it like only one house like how 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 many people really get into the whole decorating thing sort of generally. So I would say it varies a little from neighborhood to neighborhood um, because there are some neighborhoods that you just, like, kids don't go trick-or-treat. And, like, I, I'm actually very sad. I love Halloween. I like decorating for Halloween. Our house is situated in a small court that is technically a private road, and um, we are not near a, an area that has a lot of kids. So, like, a, across the street from our little private court is a condominium. It, they're, well, they're more like townhouses, not condos. But basically, there's, like, a townhome complex. Um, and we're right next to the golf course that's in our area. Like, we're very close to that. And so there's not a lot of young kids. And I think in, the, in that little group of townhouses, a lot of the people that live there are older um, so they don't necessarily have children living at home with them, or they're people who like rent the place a lot and they just kind of use it for the golf course, like when they want to go to the golf course, because a lot of the cars from there go towards the golf course a lot. Um, so we're n- not in a spot that has a lot of kid traffic. Also, my streets, the ones that are right by my house, don't have streetlights. Ah, okay. Which, so that's a big deterrent. Yeah. Right, which makes trick-or-treating not a very safe process. So there are areas that we live near that are more well-lit at night that kids tend to go to. And there's also, I don't know if this is a thing that happens in the UK, over here there's a lot of like downtown areas where um, places that especially have small businesses, like if there's a small shopping center that's just all like mostly mom-and-pop stores or something, sometimes they'll host big Halloween events where kids um, can come at like two or three in the afternoon. So it's usually something you do with younger kids and go like go store to store and the stores are hosting little mini events at each of them. So the little kids can go trick or treating, but they go much earlier and in a much safer uh, situation because there's no cars. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Uh, so there's a lot of places that'll do stuff like that. Yeah, I've not seen anything like that in the UK, but uh, to be fair, the term, like, mom and pop stores, like, in a sort of mall, that doesn't really happen over here. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're all sort of big brand, like, there's very okay, like, it, so, like, that kind of sort of environment wouldn't really happen, generally. Anyway. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like, as for decorations, again, in the UK, we're kind of a bit meh on the whole thing. I know we've never decorated... Uh, and like when we've gone round, like very few places decorated, like mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, like 
it's just not really uh, as big of a deal. Like you'll see the the occasional jackal lantern and, and things like that, and um, and cobwebs again. They're kind of popular, but like it does mm-hmm. not. There's not like a like massive to do about it. I guess is is what is my, my yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I I would definitely say if you're in an area that gets a lot of kid traffic it's almost guaranteed that most of the houses if not all the houses are going to have some kind of decoration um now if you're in an area like mine where there aren't really a lot of kids like my court no one decorates i decorated the first two years we were here hoping that maybe we would get a trick-or-treater we got one it was my husband's niece who wanted to see our house and what we had put up for decorations. So her mom drew, drove her over so she could come to our house for trick-or-treat. That's literally the one trick-or-treater we've had in like the three years we've lived here. So, That's really cute though. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute, but it was it's one of those things where we just, there's no trick-or-treaters. So no one on my court decorates. And and no one in our immediate vicinity really does much decorations either because there's just there's no one that's going to come to the house. One of the reasons you often do decorations is to indicate to children on Halloween, yes, we're we're celebrating Halloween. You can come here for candy because there are mm-hmm. some people who choose not to. Yes. And a, um, one of the indicators that we is just like traditionally you teach your kids this is what you look for is whether or not the lights are on so like if you're home and you don't want people coming to your house for halloween you turn off your porch light sure makes sense you know you turn off your porch light you try not to turn on lights that are in the front of the house and you um don't have as many decorations out that's just the easy way to indicate for kids and stuff like don't come here Sure, that makes sense. In the UK, there's a lot of signs that uh, houses will like put in their windows, uh, because obviously we don't really decorate as much. So that's not really a good indicator of of mm-hmm. that. And we don't have porches. Porches aren't a thing in the UK. We're really, very, very, very few houses have porches. So that's to true. Turning off a turning off a porch light wouldn't work either. So yeah, uh, just signs are put up. It's like don't, don't, don't come here. <laughs> uh, we're not trick or treating. Yeah. That's, that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it's it, it's pretty big over here, like, to the point where if, like, a, a lot of families, if they're leaving to take their kids trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. um, instead of leaving, like, nothing, they'll put, like, a bowl of candy with a note that says, please take one, or something. And then they go and back to an empty bowl, yeah. Sometimes. It's just, it's honor system, but... I've done that before. Usually when I've done that before, I'll go to like the dollar store and buy dollar store candy to put in the bowl that you're just leaving out because it's very likely that people are going to take more than one. Especially because like if young kids are going trick-or-treating, they just don't get it or they can't read the sign. So they grab a handful because they're excited, It's which is fine. But, you know, if you're handing out nice candy... You don't want to put that in the bowl where people are going to grab handfuls. So that bowl gets the cheaper stuff. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing on my list, uh, I don't know if you've got more on your list, but it's mm-hmm. the one thing that I kind of did uh, like with my own celebrating, and it's just watch a scary movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. 
So, yeah. like, the other kind of Halloween party where no one gets drunk and we all just watch scary movies. That's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that I enjoyed. Yeah, that is definitely one of the versions of Halloween parties that I forgot to mention is, you know, something like that where you just get together with friends and go watch a scary movie. Um, that's definitely on the list. Another one that um, I've actually done a lot of over the years but um, forgot to mention is murder mystery parties. Ooh, what's that? Um, so, uh, I, I guess apparently that's not something you guys have over there very much. But a murder uh, no. mystery... Go it's ahead. not one. It's not a term that I've heard of, but maybe okay. if yeah, maybe it's just a different name. So that could be. So a murder mystery party um, is basically a. It's like a game you play with your friends. So a lot of times it's for a larger group of people, and what happens is everyone. It it comes with like a preset list of information, and everyone is given a role. So, like, for example, I did one with my friends once where it was set in the 1920s. So it was supposed to be, like, 1920s gangster time. So, like, one person was a gangster. My character was a torch singer, which was one of the, like, singers that would get up on stage in the flapper costumes. We had another person who was specifically a flapper, like, stuff like that. And um, each of you is given a small amount of information about your, your person, just enough that you can act out that personality, but the idea is each person also has some side of goals, some sort of information you're trying to find out. So you walk around and you talk to your friends and you hang out, but you're doing it as that character and trying to gather information um, based off of what people have learned from their little snippets. And there's usually a couple of stages where like you're giving the initial information that gets you started. And then at some point, something happens and you get more information and what happens at some point in all of them is usually the host dies and then it's like who murdered the host and you have to figure it out based off of the clues that you're given sometimes it's the host sometimes it's not but it's quite often the host well it makes sense that it would be the host that way it's not spoiled for everyone else or spoiled for a guest who's then dead yeah makes sense Mm mm-hmm yeah, sometimes it's person X that, like, doesn't exist in reality. Sure. It's just that this person's now dead. You never actually see anyone playing them. It just it varies a little from setup to setup. Yeah, it makes but sense. that's the basic idea. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really fun. It's not really something I've ever heard of being something we, we would do. It sounds like it's a lot of fun, but... It, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's very role-play heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, general sort of wrap-up, I guess, is that the U.S. celebrates Halloween way more than the U.K. does. It mm-hmm. is still a thing in the U.K., just it's not quite as shoved down your throat kind of thing, I, I guess is how you'd sort of describe it. And also, I guess what kind of plays a little bit into that is that we also have... Guy Fawkes Day or Bonfire Night just a little bit after it which is a much bigger sort of get uh, outing like with fireworks and bonfires and all that good stuff so it's what people tend to like plan for other than Halloween but Halloween is still a thing there are trick-or-treaters yeah I think that's kind of it for the UK we're, we're you know we're, we don't tend to get too over the top with everything I guess 
as compared to the U.S. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said it. Oh, well, I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not saying it's wrong either, but I'm just the one who didn't say it. Uh, True. Okay, so, yeah. Generally, uh, we, yeah. Um, honestly, I'd just prefer probably to stay in and watch a scary movie or, or a few with friends at this point. But, I mean, to be fair, that's probably what I would have done anyway. It's not really something that I would, like, go to a party in a, a sexy costume of anything. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, yeah. Some of those are definitely... Mm. No, not for me, thanks. Uh, I'll pass. I mean, there's literally sexy everything. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You could probably Google, like, sexy vacuum cleaner costume and something will come up. I mean, he's no. doing it right now to double check. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> oh no. I I see this going one of two ways. Um the most likely one I think is that it's some sort of skin tight situation, but like there's either a hose attachment or like you've got a front flap of material that's supposed to be the front of the vacuum. And then like some sort of popped collar that's supposed to be part of the bag with like a handle. Mm, yeah, you, you, you're not, you're not far off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, you can tell I have spent a lot of time looking for Halloween costumes. Yeah, just a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, um... And on that, and on that bombshell... <laughs> And on that bombshell, I think that we've covered Halloween in the UK and in the US, I think. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you want to add? Uh, no, nothing no. specific. I mean, just that obviously these are the traditions from the two countries we're from. Yes. But there obviously are, they yeah, could be there differences. Are, exactly. There are definitely different traditions in different mm. countries. Um, some of them are based off of the traditions from the UK and the US. Some of them are traditions that people have come up with completely on their own. You know, it's just going to vary depending on where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I suppose for another thing, tell us about what your Halloween's like. Do you celebrate it? Do you not? And if you do celebrate it, what do you do for it? I guess that's a fun thing to, to question the audience with this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to let us know what your thoughts are on on Twitter on at geek underscore thyself or in the Nerdsmith Discord, which we hang out in pretty much every day. You can tag yeah. us and we'll be summoned. <laughs> Quite <laughs> often, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, through the the magical teleportation circle that exists in the Nerdsmith server. Shush, don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week with more spooky goodness. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at 
geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.